Welcome to the Community Theater Studio Podcast. I am your host, Gary Kochi, and this podcast exposes the past, futures, dreams, and experiences of people in the community theater. So let me introduce you to Suzanne Buxar. I do have a number of questions to learn about you and community theater in general as far as you see it. So let's get through some of these questions, shall we? Fine by me. Okay, great. So what got you into community theater? I got into community theater when I was 12. My parents, Not that long ago, right? Yeah, not that long ago. <laughs> my parents had moved me into Catholic school, and my mom had said, if you are not going to be part of the community where we live, as far as going to school in that community, because then I wouldn't be involved in those sports teams or after-school activities, that right. she wanted me to do something as far as the community went. So I did my first production of Peter Pan when I was 12, and I was a pirate, and I cried. And I came home, and I (laughs) cried. Who wants to be a pirate? All the girls wanted to be Wendy. You know, nobody wanted to be a pirate. Um, And I cried and cried and cried, but my mother made me do it. And then slowly, year after year, I worked my way up, and I wasn't crying so much anymore because... I was the fairy godmother in Cinderella, and I was Snow White. So, you know, you just... You got the good parts of You get the good parts eventually, but, you know, you have to start small. <laughs> so do you mind if I know, how long have you been in community theater then? Let's see. We'll say 20 plus years. Okay, okay, Can we do that's that? fine, that's 20, fine. 20 plus. 20 plus years. 20 plus. Not plus much. <laughs> 22, 22 years. Yeah, not plus much. So what all have you done in community theater? Of course, you've acted, but what else? I've acted. I've directed, never directed adults, but I, well, kind of directed adults. That's not really direction, though. I do a story time theater program, Mm -hmm. which is adults acting for children. And I write all the shows. I can take anything that's public domain and write a script out of it. So 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 right now we're doing Peter Rabbit. But I don't really consider that directing. It's more of a collaborative thing. So yeah, I write the scripts and I organize the rehearsals and stuff, but I just... producing almost. Yeah, I just kind of let them do their thing. If there's something that I really, really hate, I'll be like, yeah, take that out. Other than that, I I let the actors kind of go go it on their own because I don't... It's not a big, huge production. Costuming is very minimum. We only have five rehearsals before we go. So it's the kind of thing where it's just supposed to be fun for people that don't have time to audition and do a full length production. This kind of feeds the acting need. It does for me anyway. Mm-hmm. I have a one year old now, so I'm really, everyone's like, oh, when are you doing another show? And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Kids tend to stifle getting out there. Yeah, they totally take up your time. And, you know, it was easier for me to do things with Andrew when um, I could strap him onto me in the papoose thing and I could rehearse with him <laughs> basically hanging there. But he's getting a little big for that. And so this kind of fulfills my need for theater. We do them about every two, three months or so. And like I said, rehearsal's minimum. So I don't really consider that directing. I have directed children's summer productions. I've directed for schools, for middle schools. I've done costumes. I've done makeup. I've done hair. So a little bit of everything. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what community theater is. You wind up doing a little bit of everything. That's one of the reasons I figure this with community theater, they do more than just act. Oh, absolutely. In community theater, you do more than just act. Absolutely. So what was your most memorable moment in community theater? Do you have one that that stands out or 
couple or something? Or um, I remember when. I remember when. Well, we've actually just been <laughs> we've been talking about this recently, as far as story time is concerned. We did Peter Rabbit before. And there is a line in the show where Peter Rabbit says, I know what I'll do. And we all go, what's that? And he says, I'm going to go under the gate into Farmer McGregor's garden. And we've talked about this several times in redoing the show because the same actor is playing Peter Rabbit. And we got on stage and we all did our lines and Peter's supposed to go, I know what I'll do. And nobody said anything. So I turned to him and I said, well, Peter, what are you going to do? And he went, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> and we all just kind of like looked at each other and I'm like, Peter, do you have somewhere to go? And he went, I don't know. And we all just kind of looked at each other and nobody really knew what to say because <laughs> it's not supposed to be our suggestion that he go into, into Farmer McGregor's garden. That was supposed to be his own suggestion. So finally, he just said, I think I'm going over here. And he left. And after he left, we kind of picked it up for the, from there and said, oh, I hope he doesn't go into Farmer McGregor's garden. And <laughs> what should we tell mom? But, you know, and then we got backstage and I said, what happened? And he went, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been kind of like the um, the running joke with this show. But, you know, community theater, a million and one things can go wrong. Oh, yes. When I had the lead in high school, the entire set fell on my back in a blackout. Ow, okay. Um, I probably, uh, we probably should have stopped the show and gotten <laughs> medical attention, but they put the set back up and turn the lights on. So tears and all, you know, you just, uh-huh. you just kind of keep going. But there's, there's always, you know. I wonder if that goes in with the question I normally ask next, which is what is the worst experience in what community is the, theater? What is the worst experience in community theater? I never want to do that again. I never want to do that again. I don't know. I, I find that sometimes you have conflicting personalities mm-hmm. and there might be people that you never want to work with again. I know, especially for children's theater, you have to be so big and you have to be so huge and so animated. But then you could also find somebody that's like way, way over the top. That's mm-hmm. even too much for kids. And you're like, you know what? You're just really not a good fit mm-hmm. um, for what we're doing. But I, I wouldn't say there was anything that I've ever said, oh, I'm not doing that again. Well, in that aspect, if there's a person you have conflicts with, but if you both get cast in the same show, would you still do the show? Um, You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's never, that's never really happened to me before that I've gotten into a show with somebody that I had already worked with and didn't like before. Sometimes I kind of like scout the audition, like, "Mm, am I really going to want to do this? And I'm at a point in my life, like when I was younger, I would do a show just to be in a show because Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I would do, I would do any show just to be in a show because I wanted to be in a show and I'm not really there anymore. So if it's not a show that I really, really want to do, or if I can't play the role that I really, really want to play, I have a family and I have other things going on. So I'm not going to, put all that time and energy and, you know, blood, sweat and tears into a show just to be in a show. Right. Okay. Uh, so how did you learn all that you do in the theater? You know, I actually started learn doing most of my learning when I was 14 and I got cast in my first show at Sketch Club. And that was my first, it was my first show. It was still a children's show, but it was my first show that was not a summer camp production where you like pay to have a role. 
Because <laughs> that's what it is in summer camp. You, right. you know, when you do summer theater, every kid gets a role. It might not be the role that you want, but your mommy is paying her $300 to keep you occupied for, you know, four weeks and everybody's part of the production. So when I first got involved in Sketch Club, I did do a children's show. It was Goldilocks and the Christmas Bears, but... Christmas Bears. Yeah, it was really cute. Their, um, their children's theater has always been adults acting for kids. So I was the youngest person in the show, but I really had a, a strong group of mentors that kind of took me under their wing and taught me a lot. And after that, you know, that was a point in my life when you're 14 where you just want to be a part of things and you just want to be in a show. So after that, I did stage crew for uh, Brighton Beach memoirs. And I, you know, I did lights for this and I did sound for this. And, you know, there was, there were always people there that were willing to help you out. And that's back when there was a real sense of community theater. You know, it was the sketch club and it was a club and nobody was a professional and nobody was somebody that was, you know, striving for Broadway. And now I find it's kind of hard to find a community theater that's not like that because everybody wants to up the bar and everybody wants to be professional. And I find that that sense of community theater is lost. Like these were all people that were learning and acting and doing something fun together. And that's kind of lost a little bit now because now you have community theater gypsies who will do anything to be in a show. And they're going to be in a show over at Pittman one week, and then they're going to start a show in Oakland the next, and then they're going to be in a show in Woodbury the following week, and then they're going to be down in Delaware at Candlelight Dinner Theater. And they're not, you know, you're not getting, even the theaters where you get paid, I mean, I think your stipend is like $80 for the entire run, Mm -hmm. which probably doesn't even cover your gas. So, yeah, you might be putting on a better caliber of performance, but sometimes I wonder what are you losing so do those people to do that that are doing that are they taking the should we say the new people under their wings or are they just concentrating on their part i think they're just that's the problem. yeah i think that's the problem i think they're just concentrating on themselves and i think it's i think it would be hard for somebody like i was to get involved in community theater now like when i was 14 and my mom just took me for an audition at an unknown place where i didn't really, you know, know anybody and I hadn't really done much. It was easy for me to come in and make friends and people to take me under their wing and show me things. And I don't think that that's the case anymore. And especially with younger people, I feel like it's, oh, well, we can call so-and-so because their kid can do it. And, and all these people that have, you know, worked together for years and years and years. And I don't find some community theaters to be as welcoming anymore. I feel like community theater is might be becoming a thing of the past because there's all these groups that are like, oh, we're going to be professional, we're going to be professional, we're going to be professional. For me, I would rather fill the house at 10 bucks a seat, which is what you pay to go to the movies, than to have a half full house at $25 a ticket. Just to cover the cost. Just just to cover the cost, you know. Mm -hmm. So what might be your dream part or dream show that maybe you have done or haven't done yet or... Something you've always wanted to? I've done or? or haven't done yet. My favorite role I ever played was Winifred in Once Upon a Mattress. That was, and that was in high school, but that was such a fun show. That was one of my favorite roles I've ever played. And also Lucy and You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. I like fun, happy musicals. As far as a show I've never been in, we um, we were just talking the other day, Godspell. I love Godspell, and I've never been in that. Um, so that would be a show that I would just love to be in, love to do. 
And then, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Fine. Sometimes sometimes yeah. stuff comes up and you're like, oh my gosh, I would love to be this. Because <laughs> I know um, here at Village Playbox, they did your good man, Charlie Brown, and I was six months pregnant. So there was no it shot of me even auditioning no. for it, you know. So I was like, oh no, I really, really <laughs> want to do that again. So what Just, part would you never want to do or a show that's like, I heard of it, either I never want to do it do that show or I never want to do that again? Well, I, when I was in college at Temple University, they did a show called Cloud Nine, which I cannot remember anything about it except for there was uh, full nudity in it with a student that I then had to pass on campus. And I couldn't even look at her because I was like, oh, my God, I've seen you completely naked. So I am not into, you know, the theater of the shock value and... Some people are into that, you know, the whole cathartic, you know, let's make a statement with our art. That's not me. I'm into the, you know, happy-go-lucky, fun musicals, bye-bye birdie, so you know. So probably hair is out. Uh, you know, yeah, quite that often, probably wouldn't be something that I yes. would be in. Um, I just, uh, that's that's not uh, my thing. I always said if I could not be in a show that I would want to have my grandmother come and see, then I don't want to be in that show. Okay. <laughs> Are there any other jobs other than, should we say, producing, acting, makeup, and all that? Do you want to try something you haven't done? I don't know. I feel like I did it all. <laughs> You've done everything. I've done it all I, or helped in some aspect. You know, I've, I've pushed the lighting buttons. I've done the sound. I've helped put sets together. I mean, you know, I'm not a set designer by any stretch of the means, but, you know, I can hammer a board and a nail together, you know. So, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that I'd really, you know, want to do. Maybe I would take a crack at directing a main stage mm-hmm. production might be interesting. I don't know, though. I'm a yeller. When I direct, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a yeller. Did you ever see Dance Moms? Haven't seen that. I haven't seen that, but, you know, Abby Lee Miller, idea, the, yes, you know, yeah. the, the screamer and the yeller, and yes. that's, you know, you, I'm a yeller. I am okay. absolutely a yeller. But, you know what, one of my first, my first times directing – I had 79 11 and 12 year olds. Wow. You may have to do some yelling for that one. And it was just me and I did it all and I did the costumes and the sets and the and I was a screamer. <laughs> I I mean you could hear me from one end to the other. So there's a balance and you know you do find a way to still have the kids like you even yes. if you're yelling like that. So I don't I don't know if my yelling would go over too well with adults, but I have had many directors that were yellers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess I guess you learn from uh each director. From yes. each director. So I yeah, I have definitely had yellers. <laughs> so why do you like to work in community theater? What um, brings you back? You know, I think the fact that I have been doing it since I was 12 years old, it's always been a hobby of mine and and as I've gotten older and I have a family and I have slowed down, but I remember those days when you would close one show and you would go into tech week for the next. Uh-huh. And, and I did that for years, one show to the next, to the next, to the next. I was kind of a theater gypsy, but not extreme. You know, I think I had like three theaters, including my school um, that I was working with. But it's always fun. And there are still people around that I met when I was... 12, 13, 14 years old. Still doing theater. That are still doing theater, that I'm still friends with, that I'm still tight with, that I can still call up and say, hey, do you want to do a Storytime Theater show? And, you know, they'll be ready, willing, and able. And with Storytime Theater, 
too, it gives me a chance to go back to working with those people that really are in it because it's their hobby, because of their love of theater, because... For the fun. For the fun and not for, oh, we're going to sell out this show because, you know, we're producing a higher caliber and we're going to, you know, be a professional theater company. You know, that's not that's not why I do it. So okay. I like to, you know, come back to the people that do it for the same reasons that I do it. So what is one part of community theater that the general public might not know about? True, true community theater. I think the general public doesn't realize that we're everyday people that have everyday jobs and that when we do a main stage show, we used to, I'm not sure, I guess every show is different, but we used to rehearse three nights a week for a good 12 weeks. Yeah, a couple months, three nights a week. You're away from your families and then you have tech week where you're away every night and as long as it takes to get things done. And I really feel like, you know, when an audience comes to see a show, they don't realize that. Like, how much I, work? I, yeah, how much work it is. I work in the morning. I get up at 530 in the morning and I take my son to daycare and then I work all day and I don't get home until I pick him up at daycare at three o'clock. You know, and then by the time you have dinner and if you have to be at the theater at 637 o'clock and you're there till 10, 11 o'clock at night, three nights a week, that's like half of your week. And um, I, I don't think that anybody really realizes that. And especially because we're not getting paid, Yeah, you know, and this is we do it for the love of amateur means for the love of and yeah. community theater is is amateur theater. It's people doing it because they love it. Okay. What would you say to anyone who is interested in joining community theater? Um, start out small and don't be um, don't be afraid to do little things and parts that you wouldn't want because I wouldn't have done all I've done if I wasn't a pirate when I was 12 years old. And I cried and I didn't want to, but and I say that to kids too. I I know that you know most kids want to have the biggest part. They want to be the star and when I was directing for a middle school, I um, I had chosen a show for a girl that I had worked with the year before. And directors do that. And I know you're not supposed to. And, you know, you're supposed to have an open mind. And I really, really wanted this girl. Her name was Kayla. She's immensely talented. And I really, really wanted her to have this role. And when the chips fell and everybody else auditioned, I couldn't give her the lead. We were doing The Wiz and I wanted her to be Dorothy. And the way the chips fell, I did not have an Eveline. I did not have a kid that could pull off this Eveline character. Okay. So I had to punish this girl really for being too talented. <laughs> like she walked in there and she knew that, that that Dorothy was her role and that it was her year and it was her time. And I did something for her that no one has ever done for me. And I called her down and I showed her the cast list before it was posted. And she cried and, you know, she was really upset. And I said, listen, I completely understand if you don't want to do it. I said, but I have to tell you why I made this decision. And a director is never, ever going to tell you why they make the decisions that they made. No. But I'm going to do this for you. And it was important to me that I did it for this girl. I said, listen, you are talented. You could play Dorothy any day of the week. I said, but Patsy, the girl that got the role of Dorothy, can't play an Eveline. She can't. She's not, she doesn't have it in her. She's not versatile enough. Mm -hmm. This is the only role that she can play. And, you know, Kayla cried and she stuck with it and she did the show. And at the end of the, uh, at the end of the run, her mom came up to me and she said, boy, I'll tell you, you knew what you were doing. 
<laughs> she said, you really did. You, you know, her heart was broken. She said, but when I see the entire cast as a whole and I see how everybody fit together, she said, I see why you had to make the decision that you made. So that would be my advice to anybody going into community theater. You don't know why casting decisions are made. You don't know the reasons. And sometimes that's just the way the chips fall. And that was one thing that was said to me, you know, sometimes you're too tall. Sometimes you're too thin. Some, you know, sometimes it's something that you can't really change. And in the case of, for me with Kayla, she was too talented for her own good. So she could end up any part. She so could she have, had... she could have ended up in any role. And you know what? She stole the show. And there, <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind that she would. So, but that would be my advice. You know, just kind of take everything with a grain of salt. And if you really, really want to be involved, do take anything. You know, I'm at a point in my life now where, I run Storytime Theater, so I do have a chance to be involved and do little mm-hmm. things here and there where I don't have to give up a lot of my time. But if you really, really want to be involved, take the chorus part. You know, run the run the soundboard for people, run the lightboard, and you know, get involved and, and make new friends and find a find a community theater that truly is a community theater and has that sense of you know family and togetherness mm-hmm. and people that are going to teach you and take you under their wing. Well, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. I'm your host, Gary Kochi. I'd like to thank Suzanne Buxer once again for joining me here today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Community Theater Studio Podcast. This podcast is currently being supported by the Village Playbox Theater of Haddon Heights, New Jersey. The music is titled Energy and is provided by royalty-free music of Bensound. If you have any comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us on our website, communitytheaterstudio.podbean.com, or email us at communitytheaterstudio at gmail.com. Please join me next week when we once again talk to people of the community theater.